what up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 266. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, dispensaries, tips, gas shortage, religion, last chance you, sports, bus strike, Xanax, medical marijuana, the weather, and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Uh, back here on a life changing episode. Everybody, right here's the moment Snappy's Snappy's life changes around. It is. Everybody remember two sixty six. Um, all right, first thing I'm going to get to is uh, patreon.com slash podcastmo. You can go there and give any amount of money, oh, a dollar or more, and get early access to the podcast. If you give enough, you can be like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, the Dartma Initiative Bear, itchaboyh2.com, and Jackie Daytona, and be co-producers and just be fucking shit. Also, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcastmo. Someone bought a mug recently. Shout out whoever bought the mug. Hell yeah. And... um. Yeah, I think that's it. Also, I sell some beats, and I haven't sold any in a while, so y'all should go to a2themode.beatstars.com and fucking buy a beat, because that would really make me feel cool. Hell yeah. Why not make someone feel cool today? Exactly. Um, so yeah, what what's your big news, Snappy? Man, so it just so happens the other day, my daughter's cat had broke one of my pieces, so she finally paid me a little bit of the money for it. And I was going to go get a dab. I was going to, my wife looks at it. She goes, you going to go with one with them uh, crackhead hours? Because that's what I called it. Because it was open at midnight. And that's why I just give my daughter a hard time. Right. You know, because, you know, what are you doing out at midnight looking for pot? <laughs> right. And uh, so I tried to go to one that had some cheap resin. It's pretty decent. And as I'm pulling in, this bitch shuts the lights off and turns the clothes sign on. At what time? 9.23. Okay. And they're not supposed to close till 10. <laughs> It's a little I according to their Facebook here. Right. Their, I Googled it real quick. Right. And uh, so I called. They won't answer. So I go get my wife some gas. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to that one my daughter goes to. You know, I like the old boy that runs the place. I just ain't never been over that way, you know, at that time. Right. So I go in there and we just kind of get to talking to him. You know, we, me and him went and got uh, signatures together when 788 was going around when we was first legalizing marijuana. Right. And uh, that's how we become friends and uh, acquaintances. And we just got to talking. He's like, he asked me how much I made. And I told him he kind of, he kind of chuckles a little bit, you know, because he knows what I do. Right. And uh, he goes, you ever thought about working at a dispensary? And I'm like, what? You you serious? And uh, we got to talk. He's like, man, handwrite me a resume, whatever. And I took it back to him the next day and uh went and met the owner tonight and uh i start the 24th i'm super excited hell yeah i'll be working at flower child organics so if we get a sponsor on the podcast soon then that's how we get it um i don't know if we're that big yet i'm, I'm about to go learn a new business get out that food for sure i agree i think it's a smart call to i think if you can get on your resume now, even if that place like i said earlier to you goes under in a couple months you'll be like yeah but i worked at one before like they get you over anybody else, you know, you're applying at a different one. If if that had to happen, I only say that because there's like a million fucking dispensaries. Yeah, well, they've been open a couple years already. So. Right, they've lasted. That's true. I I just can't see how all these dispensaries in the states are going to stay open. But because uh, these people are going and getting grams at a time, 
and right. they're paying now eleven dollar price tag. I look for the ounce specials like you do. Right. <laughs> I'll be honest. We're, we're getting two and three dollar ounces. What everybody else is paying seven eight bucks for. Right. That's that's I, very true. I mean, you know, two dollars, two three dollars a gram. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's a. Uh, anyway, fucking dispensary world. So Snappy will hopefully be in a better mood in the future. A little less stress, a little less driving. Oh, dude, it's like fucking mon- gas prices. That was- Monday through Friday, ten to six. I mean, that's almost my dream hours too. I don't like really getting up early. I don't like staying really late. Right. Fucking amazing. Right. You get a lunch in there. Oh no, but, but we're gonna be chilling all day. Right. I, I don't give a fuck about no lunch, man. Right. I mean, it might be one of those scenarios where someone goes and grabs lunch. You know. I, I mean, hell, there's DoorDash. There's fucking whatever. Hell yeah. I uh, could take my lunch. It'd be cheaper to take my lunch. For sure. That's what, that's what I would do. I mean, I make my own lunch every day, or Coopy makes it for me, and then I eat my lunch every day. And everyone's like, oh, where do you go out to eat? And I'm like, I go home and eat a sandwich. Well, like I was talking to someone at work the other day about uh, this customer not tipping. She's like, well, she's on a budgeted income. I was like, she orders Papa John's four times a week. Right. I get to eat out once a week. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's crazy. To me, if, uh, if you're getting anything delivery, or if you're going into a sit-down restaurant that you have a wait a waiter or waitress um i think you those are things you have to tip at myself i also saw and i know you'll be aware of this and we mentioned tipping someone uh, complaining uh, about all the credit card machines asking for a tip and you were saying that it's it's just a new credit card machine they right? worded it like the employee asked for a tip which maybe the employee did but on the front of every, almost any credit card machine, I, it happens to me at Prairie Chicken when I pick up food. You know, Prairie Kitchen, that is. I'm right. sorry. I call it Prairie Chicken. I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, that's a pretty funny name. Anyways, uh, on the front of the on a keypad, it'll say 0, 10, 15, 20%. Right. And you have to click one. But when the customers come into my restaurant, they look at the machine. They look at you. They look down like they don't know what to do. Right. So you have to engage them. And so I'm like, fill out the, uh, I said, uh, it's going to come up with a tip line, just fill it out. Or I'll say, just hit the zero. You know, I don't know right. why they want a tip for handing you a box. You got out and came into my restaurant and I'm handed you a box. I already done my job. Right. You know, I, I'm not looking for a tip, but it, it makes an uncomfortable situation. Right. I do, I do think it's weird. It's, uh, cause I did notice it at, at where you work currently. And, uh, I've seen it a couple other places and it is weird that it asks, uh, like there's an extra step in there. I'm sure it's just because it's the default f- or whatever. I don't know. Someone brought up that maybe the new machines don't print out those signature lines or something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, if anyone out there knows what's up on machines asking for tips. Uh, yeah, because it's really making the employees look bad. And actually, people, when they're picking up water, they're tipping. And I'm just like, you're spending an extra four or five fucking bucks. Yeah, some people don't I care don't, about money. I don't, I don't have that. I'm just, it's just mind blowing to me. I mean, I enjoy the tips, but when they bring them inside the restaurant, I go split them up between the in store and people that don't get to get out and deliver. Right. You know, the ones actually making food so they can make a couple extra bucks. Right. They fucking love it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get tipped. I get to deliver. So the tips that come to me, I just go hand them to them. So I get $1 bills and split them up between whoever is in store. Right. Makes sense. <clears throat> um, all right, the biggest news of the week, because that's what I cover on these episodes, it seems. Um, well, first of all, I called into a podcast earlier this week called mm. the Anatomy Talent Podcast, something like that. And it'll come out in a couple weeks. I'm going to try to get the host of that podcast to call into this one and come out the same day. Is it not anatomy, kind of like anatomy? Just Well, it's a, just autonomy, autonomy. Autonomy, okay. Autonomy. I, all right, thank you. Yeah, I might have mispronounced that. Um, so anyway, 
um, did that shit. Um, but anyway, other big news leak besides that is this gas shortage. Now, I'm really fascinated about it because this is a toilet paper situation all over again, but also a little bit of just the dangers of social media. Not that it's all conservatives. I don't think it was, but I do think it started there and then it kind of... So anyway, gas shortage situation. If anyone's unaware or if you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, people online said, hey, the pipeline's closed down. There's going to be a gas shortage. And then everyone ran out to get gas and then created a gas shortage because their panic of the gas shortage. Well, now the pipeline's already back. Like Within like a day or two, it was back open. And everything been, if everyone just had normal, there would have been no issue. But instead, people went fucking went crazy and then they created their own shortage that they were like they self-prophesized and then created what yeah, they were prophesizing. I just seen bits and pieces and I just all these people with gas tanks. I'm like man I just kept telling myself this can't be real this can't be real. Right. By God it is. It is and uh, yeah I mean yeah. I drive all the time for my job and it sucks that gas is expensive and uh, for whatever reason whenever Democrats are in charge gas just goes up whenever you show the correlation some people believe it's just like whoever runs the gas things just being asshole on because they can kind of arbitrarily set some prices at some point but i don't know i don't know the fucking they, word. i mean but they're just going to go back and call it economic supply and demand but right. you created that right you created that uh need yeah it's it's all crazy so um it's kind of like okay we enjoy cigarettes so what do they do they tax the hell out of them. we enjoy alcohol so what do they do they tax the hell out of them. we enjoy marijuana what do they do Tax the hell out of it. Right. I mean, basically, if it's anything you enjoy, that there could be an argument made that some religious person would be pissed about if they throw taxes on it or something. I don't know. There seems to be some correlation between if if it's somehow morally the government thinks they should have some say in it, they can add taxes and it's okay. I don't know. It is weird the way all those things work. Um, also, everyone's talking about an economy crash coming, which is kind of tied to all this. Um, now, this may just be, again, people want to predict themselves into the situation i don't i don't know they say there's a lot of similarities leading up to the depression as well it's kind of what i read i I caught a very tidbit of that well i think i mean that's just been said before a lot right and in the same way i even had this later down my list we really hadn't needed something to talk about we're not that uh desperate but i'm gonna talk about anyway because fuck it we're kind of touch on it like every generation thinks that or they think like even a religious hit like they always think they know about the antichrist right and they're like and we know the mark of the beast is tattoos and now it's like we know the mark of the beast is microchips through vaccines you know you'll see people almost every day i see someone posting about some shit i was told in the 90s that you know the 2020 was never gonna happen right because 2012 it was over or whatever yeah so like there's just everyone's always saying the world's over they know something you know this is the sign of the end times i've studied the bible i don't know how many people i've seen this week but trust me i've studied the bible all versions and i'm like all versions because how many versions of the bible are there first off anyway i have no clue and then second uh people have always done this like i don't know and then after they're like wrong they're just like, oh, whatever. Hey, Mo remembers more of uh, what he learned growing up, but me and Mo were actually raised uh, in church. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, I, we both went pretty hardcore during our teenage years. I mean, and my mom, made, it was a rule in her house. I had to go to church. Right. I mean, I would say but I was into I actually it. enjoyed it back then. Right, because Wednesday night church was entertaining. I mean, that was like one of some of the only entertainment you're going to get in a small town. And... um then also I am kind of academic minded. So I like, I was like kind of into it, you know, I was like, well, let's figure some shit out. I even took a catechism class, which got into the deeper stuff. One, like it was basically a semester worth. Right. Like it, it was a uh, taught by, you know, a preacher, but I mean, it was talking about this, uh, 
deeper shit and i was just like whoa right well I, to me what we're where i got i lost connection i guess is when i went deeper because when you go in the more scholarly religious stuff those people are like no no these are all uh fables and, and they're actually it's an analogy for how man came out of the the jungles of Africa into the Middle East. That's what Adam and Eve means, right? The dogs are saying how like it actually means these other things, which I'm like, that's interesting. But the people out there preaching and screaming at people, they believe in the literal shit, you know. So like, there's this disconnect between the scholars of the religions and then like the people who practice it. Yeah. And so like, once you get there, to me, you can't really believe. Believe. I don't know. And every preacher, you know, depending on how the preach, gets a different word from God, you know? I mean, and that's, I mean, to me, that was one of the biggest. I got saved by a guy named Brother Ken at the Hastings Baptist Church that I went to every week with all these fucking old people. And one week I realized, because my grandpa taught a Sunday school class, and he was going over something, and he let it out, basically, that Brother Ken gets his sermons in the mail, from the Southern Baptist Convention, you know, because the Southern Baptist Convention was a thing and they fucking would mail out every week what a pastor's supposed to do. And I was like, wait, wait. So he, Addington and Warica and hey, they all have the same ones because they're all in. He's like, yeah. And I was like, huh. And then I started noticing how they all had the same like workbooks, like in their Sunday school classes. Mm-hmm. So I'd go to some other French churches. I was like, this is weird. I didn't well, like they it. They have districts and stuff because there are certain rules they have to follow depending right. on what district they're in. And then but, the whole fact there's a Southern Baptist versus normal Baptist. I wonder what they separated about, you know, when the South separated from the North. I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness church. Oh, that those are crazy. Speaking tongues and shit. They did speak in tongues, but we didn't have to. He didn't make anybody do the weird dressing. It was come as you are. He was just glad you came to church. My, oh, yeah. He would jump on pews and walk over pews and stomp and yell and scream. But he said he got a word from God. And I don't think his was mailed in. Right. I mean, I, I think I, I, think, I, you're right. I think the Pentecost is a little crazier. There ain't no way. Boy, he'd look right at me and it'd be something I'd done that weekend. You know, well, you out there doing this, and I just look and go, how do you know that? You know, right? He had a microchip in his ear to I tell know, him what's man. going on. Um, but yeah, so I I didn't hate church. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and then I got arrested, and then everyone I knew that was religious looked at me <laughs> like I was a piece of shit because I got arrested, and like somehow that made me a less less of a person or less of a human. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like y'all are also f- fake. And so then I started kind of probably had like. I was just kind of against religious people after that a little bit. And then since then, when I just look at stories, I'm like, I don't know. You can't literally believe this, you know, like that is literal. I mean, I know know it's person to person, but my gosh, I've worked the last 20, 30 years in a restaurant and I've worked a lot of Sundays. Right. I've worked a lot of Monday through Fridays and Monday through Saturdays, too. Right. And the rudest customers I ever have are on Sundays, 100%. Right. I, I've heard the, that from every messiest, every waiter I've ever talked the to. The messiest, the rudest, and they go in there and they and these church people lie about their kids' age trying to get free salad bars. <laughs> I mean, how is that religious? Right. It reminds me, because uh, I meant to bring, I didn't write it down, but I meant to, uh, I've been watching this show on Netflix called Last Chance You. I think you personally would love Last Chance You, like I the normal one. I started with Last Chance You basketball because there was a spinoff one for basketball. So basically, the premise of Last Chance You is it's based at a JUCO college, 
or JUCO, I guess JUCO colleges are done it. Um, it's based on a JUCO. And then they show you like these kids that are trying to, that are between typically they got shitty grades or they got in trouble with drugs. So they have to go to a JUCO so then they can transfer to a big school, right? That's okay. kind of like the thing. Oh, and yeah. so there's like all these kind of problem kids, but so it's last chance you, but it's really not that severe. When I heard I've of seen it, I've just never clicked on it. Right. When I thought, I thought it was like a fucking prison team. I'll be wrong. I, that's what I always thought. I thought it was set in a prison and it was like, <laughs> the longest reason, yard. I thought it was going to be a documentary like they do on uh, the what that that sea hard knocks. It is kind of like that. Okay, I mean it's like that. We're two a days. If you remember that show on MTV back in the day, I mean it definitely is that. Um, but it's set on these JUCO people, right? So it, it's very entertaining. I really like the basketball one. You know, I said highly recommend that. They're coach was super religious but he like practiced it too right like so like you kind of had to respect him or whatever but you know they had some players that are just like middle of the game going locker room punching lockers giving up and i'm like i'll never like that fucking guy i kept telling Kobe like fuck joe joe's a piece of shit and then by the end you're like fuck joe's probably gonna go pro joe's so yeah. good you know so my, my coach at east central that i had uh when i played uh he was very religious he was right he was a nice upstanding guy he was he's a good guy well the so Anyway, I would highly recommend you watch Last Chance You, the football one. There's Hell five yeah. seasons. Now, the trailer for the newest season looks really good. So I had to make a choice. So I want, because each season I think is a different team, Sport? you know? No, different oh. team. Okay. So actually, I think two seasons are one team, two seasons are another team, and the newest. So there's three teams, I think, total from the way it looks like it's lined up. But anyway, I decided to go back to the oldest one. So in 2015, I was like, fuck, we're starting here at the beginning. And their head coach is like uh, a normal football coach around here, you know, fat guy, goatee, white hair, because he's kind of older, but he's like in his 40s probably. And he's really, you know, it's all Lord's Prayer religious, but he's like, you dumb motherfucking piece of shit. <laughs> like he cusses so much that I said in the middle of an episode uh, to Kuba, I go, this dude's just fucking Kenny Powers. And then since I said that, we can't watch the show without him talking, and we just die laughing. He's like, you are the biggest piece of shit. You're never going to be worth it. And I'm like, God damn, he's so like me. But then afterwards, like, you know, through the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we'll make it through. Amen. Amen. And you're like, <laughs> it's, so that's what reminds me when you're like religious people on Sundays or like yes. that in restaurants. But I highly recommend Last Chance to You, and I think you should pay attention to the coach that's like, you know, shitty. Oh, yeah. But there's like, it sounds like something I like. The, the star of the show for me and Coopy is their academic advisor, who's just some lady, you know, probably in her 40s as well, um, single woman. And she has all these guys just coming in. She's trying to keep them all going to class because they're big deals. They got to graduate kids with associate degrees so they can go on to the four year schools, you know, so like they can't fuck around or it's going to fuck up their transferring and shit. So she's like, I don't know, just having to be on these people and these kids using every excuse in the book not to do shit. And then she's like looking through the grades like, does anyone pass English? Have Are any of y'all passing English? And Koopy just fucking dies laughing, you know, because that's her shit. So, man, see, I didn't get it like that at the school I went to. Like, I had to turn my work in. I had I, to make yeah. my grades. I don't see where these players got off. Like, you see on TV that they get off with murder just because they was a good athlete. That didn't happen where I was from. Right. Oh, there's one kid who a coach is there to interview him about transferring over. And he goes, uh, what can I do to get you to sign? And the guy was like, can I get my number? And then the guy was like, uh, we don't really do that. But I mean, if your number is available, uh, you know, whatever. And he goes, anything else? He goes, well, I can't mention it, you know, because the cameras are here. And that coach goes, even if the cameras were not here, we would not do that. You know, like, because you can't fucking violate NCAA. Right. He was like, hinting that wow. y'all give me money. And I'm like, in front of the Netflix camera. In front of the, like, if I was that coach, I'd be like, pull the offer. We're not happy. Yes, I would He's not have idiot. that dude anywhere around. He is an idiot. Uh, but that's. NCAA has been catching a lot of heat, too. About right. how corrupt they are. Yeah, I mean, they are. Uh, so anyway. 
if you're into that, Koopy hates sports, but we watched the last chance you basketball to where every night she was like, we'll put it on. It's pretty good. And then after we were done, I was like, I think I should start the football one. And she was like, fuck it. Let's start it. Yeah. What, my wife's not really into sports, but she will watch some OU Sooners football, some Dallas Cowboys with me. Right. She straight up will. And I think two seasons ago, she ended up watching, got to watch more of the football games than I did because I was working. Right. Well, yeah, she might like it. And there's also like a good quarterback battle in that first season. There's like the guy who was supposed to go to Florida State. But now he's here. So you think he would start easily. But then there's the white kid who's coming back who's like, passes accurate west coast style and so it's like who who's better for the team he's probably the the kid for fourth state was probably way more talented but this kid is a system quarterback that right this real could, consistent could throw yeah it's exactly how it is and so that's it's, it's <clears throat> obvious you know how where you're like oh i've seen this a million times but you're also like this is pretty good i'm gonna watch it you know what i know peyton manning ain't the greatest quarterback of all time but if i ever had <clears throat> my, started in my team, book he is if i ever had to start a team he would be my choice i think he had the best brain of a quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, like to watch him on the field commanding. I would say Patrick Mahomes probably overtook Peyton Manning for me. Um, that's how good I think Patrick Mahomes is. And I, I, think, I barely I watch think, the ball. I think he could end up being the right. one. But. Uh, but yeah, in their primes, I was definitely on the Peyton Manning. Even I was like, Tom Brady went on Super Bowls he once. At their apex, I mean, Peyton Manning is better. I that's still all love I some Joe Montana. I mean... That big Steve, old head, Steve, he could Steve, think of I mean, so many Steve plays. Steve Young still broke his record, but I still like Joe Montana better. Now, Steve Young was my favorite growing up, for sure. Well, I don't I know why. He was, he was a 49er, and he couldn't be my favorite. <laughs> right, I don't know why I just liked him, because uh, he ran. He was one of the first running quarterbacks. He was. He, he was very good. Man, I really enjoyed some Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. For sure. I uh, One of the guys... Fuck, what, I must be on one of these Last Chance You shows that we watch. Jim Kelly's... Oh, the the school I'm watching, they had Jim Kelly's nephew came through their school and then he went to Ole Miss and like, so that was like their claim to fame in the school. And uh, I was explaining to Koopy how Jim Kelly was the one football player that I just decided I was collecting all of his football cards growing up. And because that's just something you did when you collected football cards, you're like, and that's the guy I'm collecting. So anyone got Jim Kelly, I'll trade you anything for him. And I had like 30, 40 fucking Jim Kelly cards. And then I also had like 30 or 40 Frank Thomas you know the first base for the White Sox. That was my baseball player. I, I was just Frank like, Thomas, yeah. and I didn't know who either of them were. It was just that's who I'm choosing in elementary school. They ended up being their Hall of Famers, but um, I had a uh, see. I collected Ozzy Smith mm-hmm. and uh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah, old know. Isaiah Thomas, Detroit Pistons. Isaiah, right. like you know, because I was kind of like you. Everybody was so Jordan. I loved watching some Jordan. But man, I really love. In the moment, I didn't like. I him. really liked Isaiah Thomas. I mean, watching the Last Dance documentary, which is another great documentary. If you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. It's I'm about to rewatch it because I just see it every day. Looking at me, I'm like, I'm gonna rewatch that again. I know I am. Um, watching that, I'm like, oh, it's so amazing, and I'm like, he is the best. He's the greatest. But in the moment, I was like, why does he have to win all the time? I want Charles Barkley to win and Gary Payton because I liked them too a lot. Like I just wanted anyone else to win, but. I mean, that's fine. I was a kid, you know, or whatever. You can have those. Well, it's like every time you thought someone had a chance, here's Jordan Swish. Right. Staking his tongue out like, I got this. And there was really never a time you didn't think they were going to win. Oh, I'm 41 know? points down, three minutes left. Okay, I got this. <laughs> I mean, stupid shit. You know, Georgia's done stupid shit. Right. And uh, speaking of sports, something else I've noticed, because I listen you know, a lot of podcasts, everyone thinks their favorite sport is the most strategic sport. That's like how what so I was listening to a podcast the other day and this guy was like, and these are guys that aren't into sports on this podcast. Like there's a video game podcast, but one of the guys was really into football. Like he he watches that, but he's like a nerd in general. And he was like, But football's the most strategic sport by far. There's just so much strategy. And the other guy only watches baseball. And he was like, No, if you really know about baseball, 
it's got a lot of strategy. And I'm like, guys, every sport has a lot of strategy. That's what makes them good sports where they became professional sports. But I'm going to go with baseball on strategic. I I don't know. I don't think it's that strategic. I think it's easy to master. I think it's easy to learn. It is what you should do in the way that if you there's a show out there that goes into that baseball stuff and how they break all it down. Okay, well, this guy hits better off percentages. That's how they pick the right and left handed pitchers. Right. And then they, yeah. And everyone would say base, or a lot of people think baseball because it's slow and you're so deliberate and you can wait, but that's what makes the game worse. You go with one quarterback. I mean, okay, this team has a bad run defense. Why not put a running quarterback in? Right. And see, someone think, you know, people think football is, I, I think. To me, strategic would mean that all the athletic talent in the world could still be beat, you know? And so, like, in my mind, that's how I think of it, I guess. And I think they're all, I think all the sports, like I said, are strategic. Like, people would say basketball is less strategic, I think, but it's not because you have to do offense and defense at the same time with the same players. And so there's like a lot of like quick thinking happening that's like the IQ of a good basketball player is so high because they have to know all the, the possibilities like instantly, where at least baseball, they like take a step off the plate and they're like, all right, we're thinking yeah, about it. I and was thinking the same. are like, oh, I wonder what kind of pitch I'm going to pitch. It's so Yeah, like they shitty. get a break every play and they just, you know. They In do football, make- they huddle. Look, all right, guys, what's yeah. our play this time? Which there is strategy. I'm not saying there isn't. There's like fucking coordinators doing it. Like there's those people are part of the game that I guess isn't like well, in any other sport. If the ref ain't whistle happy in basketball, you might get two or three trips down the court before right. you get a break, you know? Yeah. Now, last chance you basketball is like the most frustrating shit is when the ref decided he was going to call a foul on like one guy the whole time and that guy gets all fucking pissed. And you're like, I see how frustrating that would be if you were a basketball player. Oh, man. It's like, I, I got a lot of fouls. Right when you play, <laughs> I, I got a lot of fouls. Yeah, I was the Dennis Rodman of junior high. Well, hell yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know what the most strategic sport is. You know, it's probably fucking darts, but even that's not that strategic because you just go for the fucking sixty points hell, every then time. People say golf. Well, it's the precision of the swing. You got to have this angle. And- right, and it is strategic if you got to know how far you can hit it with each iron yeah. and all that. I mean, it, it's not that it's not. Uh, but at the, my point is, all of them are. Like if they made it. If they've made it on TV for 50 years or something, they're a pretty fucking good game. They all are strategic. Right. Like there's just a lot to, a lot of components to each one if you actually I would go, say soccer is the least strategic, but I also know the least about soccer. <laughs> but right. I watch it and I'm like, y'all do just kick it around and decide someone's gonna run at it. Well, and then ha- I whiffed a couple times and I got to play soccer tonight. Uh, it was a parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it ahead. was my ten year old parents versus kids uh night, and I got to get off work early. And uh, go participate, and they beat us about seven to two before I left. Right, and I, mean, I was huffing and puffing, and I'd kick the ball, and it it would hook every time. I was like, man, I'm just really off. And then finally, I got to where I kick it straight, and I just kick it at the goalie's knees. Yeah, and then yeah, it was all bad. Right. Well, you know, soccer's for but those I did it Europeans. for my kid, and I had fun, and I pushed a couple of kids over, and one kid he straight up. Kicked the ball through my legs like I did to people when I was his age. And I was so like, ah, I remember that move. Right. Yeah. He nutmegged you. I think is what the kids call it these oh, days. Oh, man. He just straight slipped it through and he was busting up laughing. Yeah. It, it was a good time. And then I went and got a job at a dispensary, man. It's been a good day. Well, hell yeah. Um, I might still do a day or two, uh, one day a week at the pizza place for now. Just, you know, make sure that manager that gave me a job and I didn't have one a day off. I don't know if his support staff's gonna right. help him too much. Well, see how that goes, man. I mean, I do feel bad, but man, I can't pass this up. 
Um, let's see. I had two other stories that happened in the world I did want to talk about. One is Japan had a bus strike, and it, Japan leads the world in showing people how to, they need to get shit done. For this bus strike, the bus driver still drove the buses, still picked up the people, but they refused to take their money so that the corporation didn't make any money. And that was how they did their strike. Everything acted as normal. Nothing was different so in the world. I can't get all them people on board. They're all too scared to lose their job. Right. But all the motherfuckers are like, fuck, we're not taking fares. And we're going to keep it going. And I was like, that's pretty fucking awesome. I thought it was really cool. Hell you know, yeah. uh, you don't see cool shit like that in America. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. In America, I saw a story of uh, during some protest. Fuck, somehow someone approved, you know. The cops going and attacking the protesters or something. It's like, yeah, it's we, always something. We want to fight each other. <laughs> right. And we always bitch about the government, but we end up fighting each other. So either planting us shit. Yeah. I, I mean, you're probably right. Um, and then I saw where 170 bikers, like a Sons of Anarchy scenario, all got arrested in some fucking crazy bar fight, but they all got released because not one person talked. I seen that, but I didn't. Take I didn't know if it was real. Research it right. <laughs> I did see that exact thing, though. And I was like, well, that's cool. There's a good He's story. Like, uh, this is what happened when no one says a word or when no witnesses talk or basically. Right. And bikers, uh, they're known for not talking, man. Yeah. I mean, I do think in a different world, I could be in a biker gang. I'm not really a tough guy necessarily, but I learned from Sons of Anarchy. Not everyone's a tough guy. You know, you got to have your different more characters. Integrity. I mean, you got to, you know, the, you know, you get picked up. You just keep your mouth shut and you gotta got everybody's do, back, you know. You gotta do the time. Well, there's also like, you know, I'm not a fraternity's not a gang or whatever, you know, it's right. not exactly, but it's a little bit. It's like just a little bit like a gang. And uh, at least from what the college we're at, at least the way of, and you don't even live with each other in the college we're at. It's just like those are your people you hang out with. And if you're at a bar and someone talks shit, you have to have their back, you know, or whatever. I mean, there was a time that, you know, I had to make a phone call and boom, they were there. Right. I mean, there's been a time, there's been a time or two, and there's another time where hell they had an intervention with me and got me off Xanax. Yeah, probably it was fucking it. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, Xanax so. are wonderful. Um, not that I, I mean, no, it's been I a long time. Haven't, ha- haven't had them no more. Never, 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 never. Right, I, I very rarely uh, took a whole Xanax uh, or like swallowed a Xanax pill because I would black out and think I was asleep. And voicemails I left on people's phones claimed I was not asleep. So I was like, oh, I see. There are several weeks I don't remember in right. college. And uh, I'm glad that intervention happened. They right. cut my supplier off, cut me off. Yeah. yeah it, was, uh, you know, it, it was a blessing. Right. I remember, um, I mean, might have been your supplier, but our homie D squared when he died uh, when I was in college. No, he we dealt a lot together, but right, y'all hobbies. I think that's part of why he, uh, you know, liked me a little bit because of you. And um, anyway, he uh, he OD'd, and after that happened, I told like our cousin who was with me at the time, I was like, "Hey, man, you can't be doing pills around me anymore. Like, ain't shit ain't happening." And well, after this fucker died, well, see, and I've told my kids about my college uh, stories and stuff I've done, and they want nothing to do with it. And one of my daughters, her friend, or my oldest daughter, her friend was talking about taking Xanax, and my daughter started telling her a couple of my stories. And she said she would never do them. And I said, I'm glad you did. Right. I mean, I helped save someone's life, fucking life. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, smoke all the weed you want responsibly, but fuck, stay away from the pills. Right. I had a really good friend uh, that was addicted to heroin. And so because of them, I wouldn't do heroin. Oh, I mean, my daughter listened to me about pills and stuff. And I was, I'm just so fucking happy about it that I had a near 
life ending, you know, pretty much. I, you know, the life as I know it. I mean, I right. died, but maybe. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But I, this, you know, I'm helping save people's lives. Fuck it. That's cool. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll take my mistakes if it helps. It kind of reminds me, my dad's been very annoying about me trying to help him with some uh, pot medicine. Because my dad could go in tomorrow and get a just get a card. It would not be a problem at all. He has a fucking fake knee and he needs to get another fake knee, apparently. And uh, he's got all kinds of issues, but he hates taking pain pills. He barely gets them from the doctors. And he just fucking sits there in pain, doesn't sleep, just get, just sits there in pain. And I get, think it would probably help him. Right. That's what I said. So I took a 25 milligram medical and I told him, I go, that's a little strong. So you might have this one. You know, you take half of this. 12 of your size, you'll be fine. It'll help you sleep at night. This was not the last time I saw him with time before. And he fucking threw, we just got pot in it. I don't, don't want to go crazy in my head. Or, you know, being all crazy. He's never done pot, by the way. And um, I was like, and me and my mom and me laugh. And we're like, you're, you won't. I was like, you won't. But dad, your brain is fully developed. <laughs> I was like, you're just going to. Well, I think um, they have this cousin. I don't know if you know him. His, I don't remember his name right now. But he's. He comes across mentally challenged and uh, he's a wild guy. And apparently he used to be normal and smart. Someone drugged his drink when they were teenagers and it changed him or something. I don't know. So my dad has this whole fear that drugs are going to fuck up his brain or something. I'm like, uh, I do the shit all the time. You're fine. And I'm like the smartest person in this room. So like, yeah. I think you're good. Um, so anyway, try to give him a take that. I don't think he ever ate the candy. I didn't ask my mom. I need to ask her. So in this last time I had that, uh, you know, it was like $16. Look, like a big old chapstick. Right. And you like screwed and it came up as like a push pop looking thing. And it's a pain cream. So I got that for his knees. So I was like, maybe that'll help. And it doesn't get you high. Any of these, you know, creams and shit. So I take that down there. And my mom has to just be like, here, just use this, use this, use it. Like ambushes him with it. <laughs> Which is funny. He's like, what is this? Is it hemp? I don't know why he said that. She goes, yep, use it. And so he does. And after he uses, he goes, well, that has THC. And he goes, it's got what in it. I don't want to get. That's like, you're not going to get high. It doesn't even get you high. And then I was like, people use CBD all the time. And almost all studies suggest CBD don't even fucking work unless you have a little THC in with it to activate it or whatever. So, like, I think it'll really help. And then I know he used it the next morning. I don't know if he kept on. And the only reason is because my mom, because I overheard her, they were trying to whisper. She was like, he spent 20 fucking dollars on this. You're not going to not use it. You know, he, she got one of those voices with him. So I think that's why he used it, which I thought was funny. Well, I mean, and that that's my problem with the creams is like I found one that I like, but I've had to try like eight or nine and they're not cheap. Right. And not everyone worked for me. Right. Well, I think different ones are better for some are for nerve damage. Some is for muscle pain. And, yeah. and they don't really say or you don't really but know. You, but you got to kind of that's the pot entry. You got to try them out. And it's, right. it's, like, oh, God. it's kind of like, you know, if I make a bad pizza, someone comes in. I hated this pizza. I got to give them a new pizza. Right. They can hate their uh, their uh, pot uh, choice. And I say, well, try this one. Right. <laughs> you know, fuck it's like, that's man, it. I still got to spend money. For sure. So anyway, I'm trying to help my dad out because I don't think he'll ever come around to it. But I'm like, I really think it could help him, you know, and he's not trying to do it to get high, obviously. But if it can really help you out. So we'll see if that ever comes to anything. Uh, he's they're trying to build this fucking liquor store and it's a miserable, miserable thing. Fucking their drive through windows way too tall for a car. And then I tried to tell him that and he acted like it wasn't. So me and my mom drove up to him. We're like, look, obviously, he goes, well, for trucks. Like, well, guess what? Everyone drives a fucking truck now, do that. Like, how do you not get this shit? Like. So I was like, we need a ramp now that comes up on the thing. And this is after he spent like days and days with the gravel guy laying the gravel and not doing this, not doing a ramp up. So he was mad at me for pointing out obvious shit. But after I did, my mom's like, no, he's right. <laughs> and so, you know, there was one of those visits for me. <laughs> Maybe not the best, but it had to happen. Yeah. 
also saw a friend from high school who I used to have or had on this podcast once named Eric, who maybe I'll have him on someday again, but it was really fun not to spread his shit, talk shit about him on here, but I'm going to. He's one have done pretty well, right? Had a success story. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I think he does. All right. He has I, different that, moments. Yeah. yeah. He's always, uh, trying to out there making money, doing something. He's a hustler, if you will. And, um, anyway, he very quickly let me know that he is smoking some pot, you know? And it's just funny. Cause like to him, he's like, you know, I know you, man. And he said, last night we did this and this, and we had a, we done a dab from Michigan. And I was like, hell yeah, bro. And then they said something about a 10 milligram candy. And I was like, oh yeah, I ate a hundred milligram one the other day. And they were like, 100 milligram candy? And I went, yeah. <laughs> and like to them, that was crazy, you know? And so I was like, ah, oh, y'all fuckers. Y'all act like y'all know what's up. It was him and his, you know, new girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. But so, and then I showed him a picture of my dad rig because they were like, no, we got the thing with the torch and stuff. And, then, you know, I'm not like that far past the torch, obviously. I just got this thing about a month ago. But I was like, yeah, that's newbie shit, bro. You need <laughs> you need the electronic and like yeah. try to, you know, electronic is way big better. It's just, I'm in a spot right now. I, it's not going to happen for me at the moment. Right. I understand. Um, you know, I got you halfway there with a cool rig and then. Yeah. My daughter's cat shattered it within 12 hours. I got a few good hits and I was like, man, it's going to be a great fit here. Yeah. yeah. Found a new home. God dang it. All right, man. Well, I don't think I have much else. I was going to mention how the weather's getting crazy, but I think everyone knows that. It's Oklahoma, of course. I think it's kind of getting crazier, man. I don't know. I, you know, global warming is real or not, whoever fucking knows. But uh, I will say the extremes of the weather are crazy. It's like getting fucking cold as shit in the middle of May, hot as fucking February. It's, uh, it's been Hell weird. Yeah, it's been it weird. <laughs> I was like, and when it's rainy and when it's not, it's also been kind of strange. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it just rains out of nowhere and it just disappears. Oh, yeah. The other day, I, I never leave my windows down on my new car and I fucking stopped here to film. I was inside for fucking two minutes. Not even. Come back out, there's a fucking monsoon going on outside. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I looked up. I was, I was making pizza and it was chill. And I looked back out, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I mean, it was early in two minutes from the time I went and came out. It was like, uh, and I had to run out there and roll my window up because my window was all down. And I was like, oh, fuck. See, I hadn't even got to drive my car yet. It was a damn blown head gas. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Um, someone of Graveyard. I think I sent you the message on Discord, maybe. I haven't been on Discord. Uh, no, you're all good. Let's see if I can find where I sent you. Um, I clocked out 50 hours left. Anyway, I don't know where it's at. Somewhere I sent you a message. I emailed it to you. I sent it to your email. I copied it from Patreon and emailed it to you. To when did you do this? A few days ago. Okay. Uh, they commented on our last episode that something they've done for a head gasket is use some fucking product that costs a lot cheaper than whatever you're needing to do. And they have a very similar problem. They keep, they just do it every few months and it's kept their car going for something. So they just said to pass along some shit. So check your email. Okay. Will do. Thank you, Graveyard. <laughs> I appreciate you guys always looking out. Right. And I, I was like, oh, it's above my head. I don't know shit about cars, but I'll send this on. <laughs> this is what my thought was. Yeah, man. I just can't fucking win, man. Well, hey, you got this new job. Hell so, yeah, man. Maybe maybe I'll start looking up. Right. It leaves my evenings open, so if I wanted to swing over and yeah. you know, make a few uh, delivery dollars, I could. Right. You could always do that. And then also leave you open most evenings, it sounds like, for uh, when you do a music pod or yeah. uh, you know this pod. We can keep doing it on Thursdays. This works for me. Uh, but if we need to change it up, you It'll know. It'll just be 6 o'clock. I just got to come down the street. Right. Yeah. Follow me, man. Hell Yeah. All right, well, we'll call this one good, and we'll see who's on the next one. All right, then. Peace. Peace. 
Air the, the mo makes beats. <laughs>